Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the We Are Dull Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean, all the way across the way, Denny. How are you? Oh, man. So, I'm doing all right, I guess. So, I got... I can't say suckered, because like, there was no active persuasion on their part, but I got uh, convinced to sign up for a fantasy hockey league. Uh, I hear you, man. And, uh, yeah, there's a podcast I listen to, the King's Realm, and they 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 do two hockey that we do for basically everything else. They just sit yeah. around and drink and bullshit and, and kind of touch on topic sub hockey. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, the, the um so the King's Realm is their name, but they uh they do a fantasy hockey league. They've done it a couple years, and like for whatever awesome reason, I decided to go to North Dakota when they normally do the drafts. And so they were mm-hmm. talking about on their show that they had, like, two teams that needed managers. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll take one. And, you know, even when I told my wife, my wife, um, <laughs> that I took one, she was like, why? She's like, you, do, you don't remember, like, what you do? And I'm like, oh. as soon as I signed up, I remembered why I don't do fantasy sports. Because you forget about it? I get, like, obsessed about it. Like, I check multiple times a day, like... The only good thing about this league, for me at least, is that there's, they limit the number of players you can add per week. Yeah. So you can only do four ads per week. Is it where, like, football's a little bit easier to do because you're only sucked in on, like, Sunday for the most part? Yes. And there's only, like, you know, like, what? It's not even the full, like, 16 weeks because they have to do, you know, the, get the playoffs in and all that stuff. So, yes. It's yeah. like. Versus hockey, where it's like I'm basically doing this till April. <laughs> So this was just on a podcast you were listening to, and they needed people, and you just volunteered. Well, I mean, I've like I've gone to a, a Kings game with them, and I've like they've okay. done a, um, another podcast that I found out through them from um, that uh, they did that other podcast did a live recording, and they were there and stuff. And so they're they're uh, decent guys, you know, except mm-hmm. for the guy that you know at the hockey game that um, he's the inspiration for the name of my team because <laughs> my name is the Beer Sweaters. Which, oh really? The double meaning of you get if you drink too much beer you get the beer sweats, but then like the <laughs> hockey jerseys are known as originally known as sweaters. They're just basically heavy wool long sleeve, you know. Yeah. And so at the game he sat behind me and he was fucking hammered. Ended up spilling like half his beer down my back. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, I was like only mad because like my wife wasn't with me and or no one else was with me so I had to uh, not really drink so I could drive home after the game <laughs> yeah. if only I had a Corvette then maybe I could have made it home safely <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's too funny maybe speaking of drinking Sean what are you drinking today <sighs> from I wish sponsor of the show Urban Artifact <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking their bushel it's a spiced apple goze coming in at 4.2% ABV <sighs> it's It has everything that you would expect from a spiced apple goze, 
I just don't know if we need a spiced apple goze, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to, like, I'm, like, on the fence on, like, do I like this or do I just think it's kind of too awkward? Um. Because they so deliver the like flavor. Things where it's like, science, science shouldn't always ask, you know, can they do it? They should ask, you know, if they should do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, I feel like, because you, you get the ass apple and you get the spice but I feel like it, like you get a lot of the sourness of the goze and the salt like it's not powerful enough to fight through it if that makes any sense to right. like to, to, to like balance the the sour flavors because I'm like is it too soury but I was like, but they they they're probably using like the same base recipe for the most part for their gozes. Right, a lot of breweries do that. Like they have like their base, mm-hmm. whatever, and they just add whatever to it. Yeah. Okay. So it's starting. So I've probably taken like three sips now. I mean this, and maybe it. I think the sourness has started to kind of go away, or my t- my tongue is numb to it, um, and so now it's just more apple-y and spice, and it tastes better now. Like, I feel like that's probably part of the issue, is, that, like, it's, you gotta, uh, get through a little bit of the sourness, like, stage of the beer. Maybe, uh, let it set for a little bit and come to temperature, and, you know, maybe the apple flavor will come through even more. Yeah, because, yeah, and I mean, I, I definitely feel like the sourness is gone. Like, I don't feel like I, I'm just drinking sour. So, <clears throat> but it has, like, now it has just, like, a nice spiced apple kind of taste that I do find uh, pleasant. So, maybe it's just, maybe that's it. Maybe you just have to kind of work your way to it a little bit and then then you're good like you gotta get over the hump because the hump is is more awkward than than i would say other sours and go and uh gozes like it's just like i think the the mix just kind of fights for a little bit and then kind of once that night that sour taste goes away it's just now it's just pleasant spiced apple notes so what you're saying is it's a good beer with some awkward humping yeah, it's awkward at first, but it gets it get what. But once you're just once you're deep in there and you're not thinking about it anymore, it's pleasant. <laughs> so many people are gonna unsubscribe after this episode. I don't think there's. I don't think enough people are subscribed to have so many people unsubscribe. I mean. That's true. I mean, my my parents and Solid Snack still listen. Yes. We haven't broken them yet. No, not yet. Which, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised. Especially your parents, because I've said some, you know, speaking of awkward things. <laughs> so, Danny, what are you drinking? And do you have a better uh, metaphor than what I provided? I, I, I think I might have. I don't know if I'm like. I'm already might maybe regretting my choice of beer. <laughs> like as I, as you're talking about your beer, I noticed that there was like a pretty like prominent 
spelling mistake, like, on the can. Oh, jeez. And then, like, as I'm, like, like I poured it, and, like, it, it's a Ber- it's a Berliner Weiss Sour with ra- it's raspberry pomegranate flavored from Attitude Brewing Company in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it's called Magic Sour. Yeah. And it says, our magical kettle sour will convert champagne drinkers to beer drinkers. Dazzle your tongue with rich, dry, fruity tartness that will make your mouth pucker in delight. A balance of low alcohol and high acidity harmonized with with infused fur- fruit purees will light up your day. Its lively, clean, and refreshing qualities will always keep you coming back for more. And then across the top of the can, it says, uh, it's supposed to say, surprise yourself. But they forgot the F at the end, so it just says, surprise yourself. <laughs> Maybe they just ran out of room. Maybe. I mean, it, it according to the can, it's, it's not. A, it's all about your attitude. So I guess you know, it's like a, in the Cheech and Chong movie. You don't have to play punk rock, man. You just got to be a punk. It's like that, dude. You just have to have an attitude. You don't have to spell correctly. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, I poured it in the glass, and as you're talking about your beer, I'm looking, and there's just little like random. Every once in a while, a couple random things, will, like chunks of something, will float to the top through the bubbles. Mm. Are you? T- are you just uh? He's starting to be disappointed. I don't know. It smells very tart already. Like, I'm I'm hoping it's fruit puree. Like they if they added fruit puree to the um to the mash or the boil or somewhere that that's what this is. Mm-hmm. All right, that's um. It's oh yeah. There's like like the bottom. Like I poured more of the glass down. Like the the first like. 90% of the uh, can was, like, clear and, um, like, almost like champagne, as they said. But then I poured a little bit more, and it just came out all, like, sludge of the fruit puree. So that's what that is. It didn't tell me to roll the can. Maybe I should have done that. But I, I'm <laughs> glad I didn't, because even without me rolling the can, it kind of almost uh, uh, foamed out over the top of the can. Mm. Oh, man, but that is... Yeah, that is tart. I don't really taste the fruit. I just taste tart. And I thought it would be more red, considering it has raspberries and pomegranates, which are both Mm -hmm. very, very dark red fruits. This is like a... It almost looks like a hazy IPA. Mm. It has that, like, color to it. And consistency. Yeah. Not a... Not a fan. I, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it's just this this flavor. Maybe it's been. It doesn't have a can by date. It doesn't have a can date on the bottom, which usually is helpful. Yeah. So, but it also, but it does have uh, an English side and a Spanish side of the can. So I'm hoping that they they spelt the at least spelt the Spanish surprise yourself uh, mm. correctly. Sorprendete. <laughs> Sorprendete. Yeah, that. Oh man. Yeah, I'll probably sip on it, but I don't know if I'll be able to finish it. I don't want to um, get uh, acid reflux or uh, heartburn. Uh, fair enough. So, fair uh, enough, sir. I did. We had some fun last night um, with the uh, Extra Life um, charity event. So, all my donations were going to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We got up to a total of $830. So... Um, we had a really good night. Um, 
had a lot of stupid fun. Um, I did four laps. So it was a, it was a good time. So had a, uh, it was a, it was just wild. (laughs) We had a, it was just, the whole thing was just super fun. And, um, I just really can't thank everybody enough for donating and coming to say hi and whatnot. So the, uh, we had, um, so Sadkins, I, I do want to, uh, friend of the show, Sadkins, he's what, he, uh, was on the show episode 200. Um, he came, he donated a total of $300 overall and, uh, made me run three different times. So I just want to, he also was helping mod the chat for most of the night before he, uh, got tuckered out and took off for bed. But, uh, we'll definitely want to shout out, uh, Sadkins, um. What a shout out, Kevin, Brax, and my friend Inquils. They, uh, all three of them did all four raids with me. So, and they played basically seven hours straight with me. So want to thank them for hanging out and dealing with, uh, the craziness. Um, and I just want to thank Kevin's friends for all the ridiculous sabotages that you sent him, um, and deals that you struck. So, um... Kevin's friends paid me to kick him out of the raid after we would right before we would finish a boss, so he didn't get any loot at certain encounters. So nice. Yeah. So Kevin took. That's what friends are for, right? Yeah. (laughs) With friends like these, why do you need enemies? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like one of them put in as like the comment, uh, "May the Lord accept my sacrifice." <laughs> uh, so it was pretty good. Um, I also, uh, um, I've also gone through, and we had um, a couple other fun uh, donations. So there was like one part I had to use. A bow. Uh, I could only use bows, so that was a pretty fun uh, challenge. Um, but no, it was a. Ultimately, it was a really good night. We raised a lot of money for the uh, charity, and I'm uh, super excited uh, to be uh, donate donating all this based off uh, our our team. So, uh, it's you could still make donations though. So if you just missed the stream and you and you haven't had time. Um, you can definitely check out the page, uh, where, um, I'm still, I'll be, I'm going to keep the extra life banner probably the rest of the month on my Twitch, uh, which is on Mondays and Wednesdays at 12 PM Eastern, but you can still donate, uh, at any time you want, if you still want to. So, so no, there's still uh, a no chance. rush. Hopefully, uh, still... and there's still a chance you can get enough money to they can, you have to, you know, film yourself doing the Rocky, uh, run. True. Yeah, we're, we are a little bit of ways. <laughs> yes. So, but I think we'll still be able to get up to a thousand. So, but no, again, thank, thanks everybody who uh, came out to hang out, and uh, I appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. It's it's uh it's pretty awesome to help the kids sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Sometimes, especially when you don't, you can help them from afar. You don't actually have to go touch them, talk to them. It's not like it's, you know. Uh, you're like John Cena, where you got like a Make-A-Wish kid hanging out with you all day. You're just like, I'm just gonna play video games and give you money. Can you go away? 
Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, so I don't know how much uh, you were on Reddit yesterday or last night. I know you uh, were, like you said, busy helping the kids. Um, but apparently uh, Travis Scott hosted this uh, charity, like a, not a, he hosted a festival type concert. And, you know, there was a crowd surge where the people basically tried to rush up to the stage and everybody wanted to be up close. Uh, crushed a bunch of people. Some people died. And, dude, Reddit just went full uh, Reddit on him. Uh, just basically called him uh, all sorts of names and basically um, ended up, like, showing um, videos of people just being assholes at the concert. And apparently, um, at some point, I don't know if he uh, told them to, uh, the crowd to basically rush the gates. Like, don't worry, you know, don't just... Rush through security. Don't pay attention to them. Wow. Uh, That's super rude. You know, yes, and so, um, you know, as he was performing, like, they show people, like, there's a scene, there's a uh, point where they sh- there's people being going up and telling the cameraman to stop the concert because people are, like, getting hurt, and in between songs, people were yelling at Travis Scott to stop playing, you know, like, help pe- like their people are, you know, getting hurt, need help. And yeah. he's like, you know, and people, you know, some of the people are trying to um, defend him, saying he didn't know what was going on. They're like, what are you talking about? He knew, you know, because when someone said, you know, someone in the crowd yelled him, he's like, told him to stop playing. He's like, who the, who the fuck said that? I'm not going to stop playing, everyone. Everyone just keep raging. Just rage. And so, yeah. and there's another uh, film clip where uh, he's performing, and he's like looking right at um, a scene and a person who's having a CPR performed on them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, like, I didn't know that he had told the, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh man, it's like, dude, this sucks. And it's like, well, you know, I've been to concerts where people have had medical emergencies. Like, at the mm-hmm. last concert I went to, World Jam, um, as like the show was winding down, um, like ambulance and fire trucks showed up. And like, the band didn't stop performing, but that's, you know, I was thinking, it's like, well, that's why you have the medical staff there. Like, you have the promoters and they have the proper medical staff, and so they can take someone to the medical tent and get that handled. Like, um, and I've been to like Ozfest where people are just passing out from heat exhaustion and stuff. Um, but you know, seeing all the stuff, and I was like, okay, this is different. Like this was like right up against the stage. Like some dude um, jumped on the an ambulance that was trying to get people out, someone out of there, and they couldn't leave because he was like standing up on the ambulance and dancing and stuff. And so they found out who he was and they started hitting him up, like bombarding his Instagram page. Mm-hmm. which he issued like like an even worse apology than Travis Scott did about what happened um, <laughs> like basically his apology was like he was like oh cancel culture's just trying to come after me he's like I'm sorry <laughs> if what I did offended you jeez <laughs> I was just trying to out there to rage like everyone else was and it's like dude like there was literally somebody dying in an ambulance that you were like standing on top of and they couldn't get to the hospital it's not cancel culture coming after you like yeah that's that's I don't even know if you know what that means anymore. <laughs> People just like to say that word. Yes, I think that's going to be my thing. Like, if anybody like says something to me and I don't agree with it, I'm just going to call it fake news. And if anybody gets mad at me for doing something, I'm just like, oh, cancel culture. <laughs> it's like you just you just took my wallet out of my purse. Oh, cancel culture is coming after me again. <laughs> It's crazy. And the other part, too, um, Reddit is posting all sorts of different 
um, bands and stuff that have actually shut down concerts that take care of uh, take care of the fans, like different artists, like what they've done to help control like um, those kind of things. Yeah, like showing where, like, that, showing that like people can still have a good time and not like you know, you know it's okay to stop real quick and take care of somebody before you get your jam back on. Right, like Dave Grohl did one where he called a dude out for like starting a fight, you know, and during the show. And another one is um, Lincoln Park during the pit. You know, people I guess people had fallen and they're like, dude, don't step on them, pick them up. It's like we're all here to have fun, man. We're not here to like hurt each other. You know? Yeah. No, I, totally. So, just but yeah, rough. I mean, if it's if it's happening right there where you can see it, yeah, like maybe uh, stop the show and figure out what's going on, but uh, definitely don't uh, tell the the people standing outside to just come on in, rush, rush, you know. And that, this, I don't know if you saw that clip, the scene of people just coming through, and there's one security guard trying to stop, you know, hundreds of people just trying to come through. Yeah, and it's like I guess he's trying to do his like do that so that if they, if that video surfaces, he could be like, look, man, I tried to do my job, I wasn't just standing there. You can't yeah, fire me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is like a a failure on the promoter not having enough sec- and Travis Scott for not having enough security and just the way they handled it. You know, yeah. a lot of people. Some people are trying to say that the crowd was just you know out of control, and it's like yeah, because every crowd is out of control when they're in a group. Yeah. That's why you need security. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jeez. And I guess they uh, played in Los Angeles, and um, I don't know if it was the same one, but it was like. Dude, don't be an asshole. Like, if you, if people do, you know, like said a bunch of different things. If people start doing these things, we're just gonna stop the show, and you guys all gotta go home. So, you know, we're gonna keep this. We're not gonna let have. We're not gonna have a repeat. And then another clip of Travis Scott like crowd surfing, and some dude tried to take off his shoe. <laughs> and he got when he got back to stage, uh, he pointed the dude out and told everyone in the crowd to kick his ass. Jeez. Which. You know, I've been to metal concert, like concerts and stuff where people throw stuff on the stage and like the singer says that, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if he's just, I guess in a vacuum, that's not a, as bad of a comment, but considering everything else with him that's happened, it's just another uh, brick on the wall. <laughs> just oh, another brick in the wall. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Uber, you know, decided to diversify their portfolio. Oh. So instead of just um, moving people around, they're also going to be moving around alcohol. Oh. So they bought this company called Drizzly, which is basically like a DoorDash, but just literally for liquor. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if you want to pay club prices for a bar, you know, a bottle of vodka or whatever you you, you need, then they'll bring it to your house. Um. And so they paid $1.8 billion for the company. Jesus. And, you know, it's like a thing of, I've, you know, heard some people talk about it and it's like, have you ever ordered Drizzly? And they're like, well, yeah, I was like at a party and I just, I was like drinking and nobody wanted to drive to the liquor store. So we're just like, all right, fine. Let's just order some stuff. And then by the time it got there, like everyone, like nobody wanted what came because they were, they're like either drunk or done drinking. (laughs) Right. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's like a service. Drizzly's a service for people that don't plan ahead and pay the premium for that, and then <laughs> don't need that they buy, like a drunk impulse buy. Mm-hmm. But I guess they're talking about with their uh, Uber with their infrastructure of drivers and stuff, and 
that they can help expand Drizzly's out um, reach to different consumers. So uh, that make it a little bit uh, easier. Yes, more efficient. Imagine you know getting an Uber and it's like, hold on a second, dude, I gotta stop at this house real quick. I gotta drop off like <laughs> a six pack of beer and a bottle of uh, tequila. <laughs> right. It's too funny. <laughs> so we're in the month of uh, November. Amateur beard month. And so depending on what your uh, amateur beard month is, one of them, yes. Yes. Or shitty mustache month. <laughs> you know, depending on how like how weak you are or how strong you are, if you want to like yeah. participate. Isn't this like baseball? Just like shave no shaved November. What's that? Isn't this like baseball's like no shave November time? Like don't shave for like during the playoffs, or is that well, just think, a hockey I don't know thing? If, like, baseball does it. I, I know hockey has always done no no sh- like they shave they don't shave during the playoffs. But then when beards got popular, it's like so you could tell the players that j- like just started growing their beard for the playoffs versus the players that keep it year round. Yeah, like uh, Joe Thornton was one of the guys that had one of the more magnificent beards in hockey. <laughs> um. And then, like, uh, Dustin Brown on the L.A. Kings, like, he had the worst playoff beard ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just see splotches of skin where his beard didn't grow in. <laughs> and it's like, you're a grown-ass man, dude. You're, like, 30 years old, 32 years old. You can't grow a beard. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> that sucks for you, man. But, yes, but the other one is that it's also a no-nut November. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing about no-nut November is the fact that this is also the month that uh, Pornhub offers free premium membership um, <laughs> for the month. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the temptation is there. It's like, well, I want to use that free service, but I also can't use that free service. Exactly. <laughs> no, you can't. So no, all the uh, all the, memes, uh, uh. the best part, of, and like with that combination, is just the memes on Reddit that come out of it. Yes, everybody like acting like they're being the better person by not giving in to you know random girls or girlfriends and stuff. Like, no, I gotta be strong. I mean, if you if you if you if you play your cards wrong, it'll go from no note November to no girlfriend November. <laughs> Uh, so, I know uh, we haven't been up on all of them, uh, but uh, Marvel and Disney released a bunch of trailers. Mm-hmm. But they released a second trailer for the movie Morbius. But, which I mean, like, I'm kind of interesting to see how this one works because this, like, at this point now they're just like, what's the most obscure character we can make a movie out of? <laughs> Oh, do you, do you really have those feelings against Morbius? I don't dislike Morbius. It's just uh, how many like it's like when the Guardians before the Guardians of the Galaxy like movie came out, and people were like, "Wait, there's a talking tree? Why am I going to go see this movie? This is stupid." And then it came out, and everyone was like, "Okay, this is a good movie." But nobody like the general pop- public didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. But yeah, so how are they supposed to know who Morbius is? Yeah, I don't know, man. We could have a Moon Knight I mean, movie. They, they are, too. <laughs> oh, I know. Which is why they get, like, big names like Jared Leto to play Morbius. Which, 
like one of the the top comments on the in the YouTube uh, for the trailer was somebody talked about how uh, he couldn't beat uh, Batman, so he became one. <laughs> That's true. That's Which, funny. So, but it got me thinking. You know, I've been thinking about this for a while, and this is—I think this is the perfect time to bring it up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And as you being a Batman fan, I want to see how you feel about my theory about the Batman universe. There's basically it boils down to four characters of importance in the Batman universe, right? There's Batman. Mm-hmm. There's Man Bat. Then you have. The, the whole reason why he became Batman, you have Bat-Bat. Mm-hmm. And then you have the thing that killed his parents is Man-Man. <laughs> We've gone all four dimensions of Batman. Yes, all four dimensions. you got Batman, Man-Bat, Bat-Bat, and Man-Man. It's like those little, like, uh, square uh, chart things where you have, like, the... Like, each word is, like, on the side, and then you yes. line up with them. Exactly. <laughs> what, where would you fit in the Batman universe? Well, I would be the Man Man. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> screw your this astrology is- side. What bat? What Batman man person are you? <laughs> It's what bat? What are you? Are you, you know, where, where do you fit in in the Batman universe? <laughs> These are the things that I think about when I like working in front of a computer by myself for like five hours every day. But another trailer they released. It just it seems very teaserish, even though they didn't actually call it a teaser trailer, and it was. Um, maybe it was, it was too short to be a teaser anymore. But what did you what did you think of the Morbius trailer though? Oh, before we going jump ahead. ahead, before we jump ahead, I know you're shooting. Yeah, I, I know you're shooting shooting early. So, but let's I, bring it back a little bit. It's it's not the first time. It's all right. You <laughs> <sighs> just want to be done man, with it, this it episode. Looked, <laughs> it looked it looked interesting. It looked very dark and not like in a like horror way but just it looked very dark mm-hmm. but Jared Leto's a good actor um even if he does get a little weird in his characters like with the Joker um and you know his performance even his performance as the Joker wasn't bad it was just he just went uh a little weird with it yeah um I don't know it seems pretty uh like ground, like the way the MCU has been, where they're trying to ground his uh, transformation into some sort of um, realistic possibility of actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm not a fan of Morbius, but I know who the character is, and it'll be interesting to see how they tie it if they tie it in with like other characters. Yeah, is that? But the intro story of him being sick and then him finding like the vampire, like the vampire bats, like is that? Is that how he was, like... Is that how it all was kind of portrayed? Maybe not word for word, but in general. Like, is that kind of his character? Like, trying to seek a cure for his illness? In the, in the movie? Or in, in the, the comics? comics? In the comics. I don't know. I'm not familiar. Because I don't know much about him. Yeah, I don't either. 
So I'm like, I know, I know he was in. The only thing I really know is that he was in the uh, Spider-Man cartoon years ago, and yeah, um, he played some parts in some like sto- like uh, events. Um, yeah. But the fact that we don't really know much about him, and you worked at a comic book store for how long? <laughs> Which goes back to prove to my point that like my mother-in-law is definitely not going to know who he is. Yeah, that's fair. No, I mean you make a make a fair argument. So, so his uh, he was first in he first appeared as an enemy of uh, Spider-Man in the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, issue 101 back in October of 1971. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I know there was a time when, like, Marvel and, like, to a lesser degree, DC was, like, they were doing, um, like, almost like the movie monsters versions of uh, their characters. That's why you get, like, uh, Solomon Grundy the zombie and Morbius and Blade. Yeah, so he got it from a failed biochemical experiment, which had which gave him similar abilities of a vampire, and it was to cure his rare blood disease. Ah, so yes. So pro- so it seems like they took the basic premise of it and they kind of tr- made it a little bit more like with the vampire, like all the bats and shit attacking him. Yeah. So. You know, you gotta move it up a little bit. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but he did. He did uh, start as a, a. He came on board Spider-Man as a villain uh, before he kind of morphed into like you know that dark gray area where it's like, is he a hero or a villain? Which you know, at some point, I think everybody in like, like at least the solo issues was an enemy at some point except for maybe like Rhodey and War Machine like he was maybe, the whole time yeah maybe this at the end of the movie where they do like the the um teaser clip they'll show who the new uh Blade is well they like. already cast him oh maybe well then maybe, maybe he'll make an uh, an appearance be like yes. I'm Blade they'll, they'll officially reveal him to the MC. Yeah, like at the end, like somebody's got to bring him down. He's like, I'm going to, because I'm Blade, motherfucker. Yes. Bitch, I'll kill you. My favorite lines in Blade. (laughs) They're going to kill me. (laughs) Bitch, I'll kill you. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen the the one with Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel yet. The third one? Yes. Uh... Um, it's not that good. I think the second but I also one that was super good. Yeah. With the vampire... Well, I heard Wesley's... The Spectre. vampire's vampire. So. Yes, the vampire's vampire. But I guess uh, Wesley Snipes, like, wasn't just difficult to work with. Like, he was, like, he went out of his way to be, like, obnoxious with the director. Like, there's a scene where um, he's, like, lying down, and he's either supposed to have his eyes open or his eyes closed. But whatever he was supposed to do, he didn't want to do, so they had to uh, CGI his eyes the way they wanted them. Oh, jeez. And it just looks bad. <laughs> and, like, Ryan Reynolds, whenever he talks about it, he just talked about how much of an asshole Wesley Snipes was on the set to everybody, but especially him, seemingly. Mm. Oh, to the director? No, to Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. 
Mikey I Ryan mean, Reynolds. Character. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds' character was the typical Ryan Reynolds smart aleck character. Like it wasn't like his character was really all that great to the story. So what you're saying is that he's he's like um, his characters are like um, the dude that does um, like Bob's Burgers voice work, where he's just like <laughs> the same voice for every character. <laughs> yes. Except he has somewhat, um, but for some reason when he's Bob, he has like a little bit more compassion and wisdom versus when he plays Archer, where he's just like a drunk kid. Yeah. That's like, yeah, because I remember when we were at um, the comic New York Comic Con and we saw the panel and like somebody asked him, and H. John Benjamin is his name, by the way. I'm not that dumb. I remembered it. Um, but they're like, so he's like, they're like, so you, you know, you play all these characters with the same voice. Um, and he's like, I get it. I can't act. Or like the, <laughs> the guy that does the voice of Krieger was like, I, I think they're just saying you can't act. Yes. Like, well, how do you get how do you get motivated to be a different character when you're just basically doing the same voice for every character? Like they kept repeating that over the point of him doing his same voice. He's like, yes. all right, I get it. I can't act. Just finish your question so I can answer it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so but yeah the other tra- trailer that they released this week is the book of Boba Fett I'm kind of not looking forward to it I'm going to put it out there I'm just going to throw it out there I'm going to come out how I feel I just Why feel not? I just feel like this is just going to be this is just a play of, like, just Boba Fett, like, as a name drop versus, like, actually, like, you know, Boba Fett doing, like, cool-ass bounty hunter shit. Like, I wish I wish they would have just done Boba Fett as, like, the flat, like, tales of Boba Fett or something that were, like, flashbacks versus where he's just, like, hmm... After being stuck in a stomach for so amount of time and not without my armor, now I'm going to be an honorable landlord of the people of this desert land. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to rule with an iron fist. I'm going to rule with respect and compassion. It just sounds so fucking dumb. Like the, this whole premise of everything about Book of Boba Fett sounds ridiculously boring and fucking terrible i'm just putting it out there and i i want to put on the record that like boba fett is like literally one of my favorite characters so i have more hate for this because of it because i i would have much rather had a more uh more serious uh, prequel with him like bounty hunting and stuff and just being a badass Right, and it's it's it seems like very obvious that like Disney knows that he's popular, and they're like, well, he's popular, and he he can't be the bad guy if he's this popular. We have to make him a good guy. Or like, well, God, you can make him a bad guy. You already have one fucking Mandalorian running around being a good guy. Do we need a second one? I know, like that part where they're like, when was to stop us from killing you? And he's like. Whoa, whoa! If Jabba the if you said that to Jabba the Hutt, you'd all be dead right now. But you know what? I'll listen to your grievances. Speak freely. Carry on. Insult me 
insult me as much as you want. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do like the actors, the the two main actors. Like they have a good chemistry together, and it's just like it's, it's it seems like funny though that you know, contrary to the normal uh, Hollywood uh, um, pattern, that she's going to be the muscle. It seems like yeah, he's just gonna sit there on the throne and you know lead with respect and she's going to maybe go out and kill people that disagree with him secretly one can hope because <laughs> that seems yeah. more like the Boba Fett way I guess so well not the not the having somebody else do the killing but just doing the killing yeah I think I like my Boba Fett would have shot them in the face right then yeah <laughs> or right you know the whole like theory of why do something for free when you can get paid for it exactly Maybe that's why he didn't shoot them in the face right then and there, because he's, you know, saving it. Maybe he'll get paid to do it someday. But, yeah, I I, I see what you mean. Like, when I watched it, I was a little disappointed, because I thought it would be more action-y. But I guess they figured that's what The Mandalorian is. It's full of action and, like, you know, save the day of the week type episodes. Yeah. Then get a fucking Jedi. (laughs) Like, but this also seems like the... uh, the show that should have been the like the um, character that Gina Carano played before she got kicked off all of Disney stuff, you know where she's like the the space cop. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Unless they're gonna make that like an NCIS type show where she's like <laughs> dealing with hackers, where there's like three people using the same keyboard to fight back against a hacker. Maybe. <laughs> that's how hacking works. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we need another we need another set of hands in here. I can't type fast enough. Right. Are we all typing the same? Are we all typing different words? Because that's not how keyboards work. Like we don't have to type the same word. Keyboards can't keyboards can't recognize like people typing in three different words at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna get like a bunch of random letters. Right. <laughs> uh, Speaking of random letters and uh, difficult understanding. That, that was a fair with, try. That was a fair try. I thought it was pretty decent. <laughs> I mean, it's not my best, but it wasn't the worst. Uh, true. I mean, you get a lot more Destiny ones in there. They're a lot better. I feel like you're just mo- more motivated. What, you mean to insult Destiny? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 true. You're not wrong there. <laughs> oh man, so Netflix uh, has released the first three episodes of an anime called Comey Can't Communicate. Mm-hmm. And this is based off a web comic, right? I believe so. Yes. Yes, that was that got that is very popular. Um, I I only got to the first episode. I don't, did you watch all three? I watched all. I watched the the second. I watched two and three this morning. Yes. Okay. Nice. 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 So, what do you think? So, like one of my the complaints that I saw people making on about the first episode, and it's kind of weird how, like with Netflix and like anything, um, how any minor like error or something just minor annoyance automatically just makes the whole show suck right mm-hmm. yeah and so 
one of the things that people were complaining about in the first show, and they kind of fix it in the second and third, so I don't know why they can't go back and fix it in the first. Yeah. Um, is something they do in like pretty much most anime, where you have, if you have words in like Japanese on the screen, whether it's like a name of a business or just something, they'll throw the translation up there for you, even if it's not important. It's like if they're just standing in front of like the grocery store, and it'll say the name of the yeah. store in English, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in the first episode, when you meet the main character dude, they have, like, a whole bunch of, like, attributes about him in Japanese, and they didn't, they don't put any uh, of the translation up for that. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. And so they did a screen, somebody, I didn't, I can't remember what it said, but it was basically talking about, like, his personality and stuff, and how he, like, how he has his own, you know, um, um, insecurities and stuff. Um, but but the second and third episode, they do definitely do a much better job of throwing the English up there and letting you know what the Japanese words on the screen are. Yeah. So, um, another thing I wish they would do with the show is I wish they kind of give it the uh, love is war treatment, or even like the um, I can't think of the name of the show where the one that I watched that I loved where the guy was like basically goofing off in class and then the kid, girl next to him was like paying more attention to him and getting mad at him and then. Whenever the teacher tried to catch him, either either she'd get in trouble or nobody would get in trouble because he'd put it all away. But it's like a, you know, twelve minute, ten to fifteen minute episodes, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, they seem to kind of do that with this show, but they they break it up into parts, and so there's like two or three parts per episode as opposed to making it separate episodes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I think it would have been better. Like I almost would have liked it better if it was just like a quick seven to twelve minute long. Uh, episodes, just make mm-hmm. more of them. Uh, uh, that's that's fair. I mean, it definitely felt like it was like a little like stories were kind of combined in it. I didn't, I noticed it, but it didn't really bother me. Yeah, because it'll pop up like you know, you know, mission number nine or mission whatever. Like it'll where like basically they could have just started the next episode. Um, but I mean, it's 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 pretty. Uh, it's pretty good. Like they go to this weird like this school where they all had to. Um, it wasn't based on testing. They had to give actual like interview, and they you know they talk about it in the first episode about how basically everybody at the school has it, their own quirk and they're just weird in their own way. It's almost like this crazy like social experiment of a school where normal pe- like basically normal people can't go, so everyone's just there weird in their own way. Yeah. Um. There is a character that's kind of integral that shows up in like the next couple episodes where um, I guess uh, the main character dude and this other character were childhood friends, and they mention it's like, wait, when you're in junior high, you wore like a boy's uniform. Now you're wearing a girl's uniform, and it's like, yep, <laughs> that's me. And it's like, okay, so wait, what? And then there's a part later on where uh, somebody like from the junior high finds her, finds the character, and it's like. I love you, and it's like, yeah, but I'm a dude. <laughs> and even the main character's like, wait, so is he a dude or is he a girl? Like, I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's a trap. Exactly. It always is. Um, so what did you think of the first episode? Um, I I thought it was really cute. Um, it was it was pretty. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I liked uh, I liked all their different like random quirks. Cause it's like you get like the scene like of the shot like where she's like 
you can kind of tell like they make her they make they obviously emphasize her appearance to help her make look like she's like the most attractive in the school and then it'll just be like it'll turn to him and turn back to her and then she's like in her super like panic mode <laughs> yes they they do really well with like her like her eyes and just her facial expressions and yes. like at some points like she has regular hair and then at some other points she has like cat ears yes <laughs> so um i i just think it's a uh it's pretty lighthearted and and pretty awesome. So, I mean, I really liked it. I mean, I definitely want to watch more before I say, like, it's it's super good. But, I mean, it was definitely worth watching so far. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. And, like, it definitely covers, like, the whole, like, uh, social uh, structures of especially Japanese high school where um, – and this high school in general, though, because it's, like, she's, you know, like – beautiful and everyone fawns over her and everyone's just like oh she's so popular she has a ton of friends and meanwhile nobody wants to talk to her because there's they don't think they're worth talking worthy of talking to her so she has no friends correct (laughs) and that's a theme that's kind of continues throughout the first couple episodes or and especially like the main character like he uh flubbed his class introduction like on day one and automatically got like put near the bottom of the hierarchy of kids and so Everyone, like, nobody in the class thinks that he's even worthy to talk to her, even though he's the only one that actually does talk to her. Exactly. Yeah, but... And they came out with another one. that it's I don't know why Netflix is starting to decide to do... Uh, release shows weekly, as opposed to just releasing them all at once. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's just to keep people from spin-watching and maybe watching other things. Yeah, but anime... People that generally watch anime binge watch and watch other things. They just binge watch, like, in one day. It's like, oh, a new show came out? One day, watch it. Maybe. And um, immediately after. Yeah, true. Have you had a chance to watch on Funimation, uh, Miruka-chan? That, uh, kind of that horror one? No, I have not yet. I have, um, we just, we just watched episode five on Friday night and it's, I really enjoy this series just cause it's, um, it's just so much different than everything else. So, um, I've really, uh, just overall in, enjoyed it. So I definitely recommend it to people that want to watch something, um, a little on more on the different side and it's basically the main character can see ghosts and she doesn't react to them and she and you and you finally kind of um some stuff happens in the fifth in the fifth episode that kind of hint at maybe what's kind of going to be like how how this series is going to be so i'm uh i'm looking forward to keep watching it because i believe it comes it updates on Sundays, so like episode six is up today, so I'll probably watch it with the uh, uh, Quills and Quatras later on this week. How do you spell but, that? M I E R U K O dash Chan. Yeah. So definitely worth watching. I, I, it's a comedy slash horror. Yeah, there's some silly stuff that happens, but I mean. It is, uh, all the, all the ghosts are very, uh, drawn very spookily. Yeah. Even the one, like, on the cover for the thumbnail picture, um, looks pretty spooky. With, between the wholesome high school girls. I'll give that a watch. 
Nice. Uh, so I played two games on the PlayStation 4, because I'm not um, cool enough to have a PlayStation 5 yet. Ah, fucking peasant. Even though I had a couple, like, open... Uh, like, a couple PlayStation 5s come down the belt that I work with, and uh, they had no labels on it. So, like, basically, we had to send it to our overgoods area. And so I took a picture and posted it on Instagram, and I had, like, a couple people hit me up. How much for it? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, Like, you can't afford it. Because you're going <laughs> to have to support me and my wife, not just met, uh, financially, but also medically for the rest of our lives. <laughs> that's what it's going to cost me. Exactly. You fucking dumbasses. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of them I hit up, and he was like, oh, man, how much? And I'm like, dude, first of all, if, if I could take it home, it would be mine. And second of all, um, it, it, it's gonna it, it, it's only going to cost me my job. How much are you willing to give me? Yeah. And he wrote back, he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, delay, man. No. <laughs> so. Um, but what, the, one of the games I played is called Sakura Succubus, and there's two of them. And I didn't realize until after I bought it, you know, this, you know, it's not as bad as the Steam sales, but when the PlayStation has their sales and games go, like, real cheap, you're like, oh, it's only, like, a couple bucks. It can't be that bad. Um, the answer to that question is yes. Yes, it can be that bad. <laughs> oh, can it? <laughs> yeah, so that basically, like, this is, like, a visual novel where this dude is, like, a photographer and he ends up going to a con, like, he's supposed to go photo sh- do a photo shoot at a concert for this idol group and... Yeah. He ends up getting there late and um, doesn't. And so after the show, he sees the, like the main idol and he goes to talk to her and she kind of attacks him and breaks the camera and he like goes to a bar and runs into this like girl that's like the top like basically like the the like a sexy Japanese female Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up like taking her back to him back to her office and like banging him and come to find out that like. At some point, that she's a succubus, and so is like the the idol, and there's a few other ones. Yeah. And like, there's just a lot of dialogue over like still pictures, and sometimes yeah. like the still pictures is like a, an empty room, not even like a girl, just like an empty room or like the sky, and you get like mm-hmm. two or three minutes of dialogue of just depending on how fast you have it set at, of just like an empty room, like his office. Mm-hmm. Like his, de- like you see his desk, and it's just like, why are we, why are we back at your desk, and why are we talking about nothing? And so, like, I kind of paid a little bit of attention to the story of the first one, and then I just like set the, um, I was in a group chat with Man Thing and a couple other people, and so on the headset, and so I just uh, sat the uh, dialogue options as fast as I can for the uh, second game, and it was like only a couple minutes, and. <laughs> it didn't take too I got long. platinum on the first game, but not the second game. I guess I was supposed to make an option, and I, a choice, and I didn't choose the right choice. And so I didn't. I guess I didn't get to bang one of the girls, and because of that, I didn't get a platinum. But then the other game I bought is called another. Again, don't 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 uh, don't buy a book by its sexy cover. <laughs> yeah. This one's called uh, uh, Hentai versus Evil. Okay. And it's also available on the Nintendo Switch. And honestly, it wouldn't be that bad of a game if you bought it for the Switch. So <laughs> basically, the Switch, like, it's just there's not anything. There's not enough content. Is the big problem. So like, you start off and you have, um, there's only three maps, and then you can basically do like the three difficulties. And your job is to, um, 
you know, you're like an anime girl, with a, and you go pick up a gun and you just go through, through and you shoot like there's like zombies, ogres, and something else, and you just have to kill them all as you mm-hmm. go and find rescue another girl from a cage. Yep. Um. It's like the, the missions aren't very long, um, and you like if you want to platinum it, if you want to buy it just for a cheesy platinum on the PlayStation, um, you don't even have to do like the. It's not like a thing where it's like play the level and then play it on hard. It's like no, no, just just play the level, and as you progress, if you just do things as you kill things throughout the game, you'll just naturally get the. It's like kill fifty of these, kill fifty of that, mm-hmm. for like one level, and then there's another one that's like killed two hundred or whatever. So, mm-hmm. just playing the game, you'll get the trophies. Um, mm-hmm. But this seems like a fun, would be something fun to just have on the Switch if you're just got like, if you're waiting for like, if you're waiting somewhere and you have like five or ten minutes to kill. And if, and if you don't finish the level, then there's no, uh, no harm, no foul kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Because if you die, you start over anyways. You only get one life. But yeah, it's a, it's not that much fun on the PlayStation. It seems like it'd be fun on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, but the best thing about it is the name of the game, Hentai vs. Evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, I have seen that game and I saw the preview, but I was, I didn't, I didn't know. Nobody I knew played it, so it's just kind of. I, I think it's kind of funny that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a couple sales ago, it was like just a couple bucks, and I'm like, all right, I'll take one for the podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Good deal. Good deal. Well, well, that'll be it for today's show. Um, like I said earlier, I'll be I'm streaming at Hoppyhead Pro on Twitch TV uh, Mondays and Wednesdays at, at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can follow the uh, the podcast at on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can listen to it on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Am- and did I say Amazon Podcast? I think so. Um, and if not, then so, you just did now, so it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> All those fantastic places. Thanks for hanging out with us for another great episode. Appreciate you guys' support, and uh, we'll see you next time. If there is one. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we'll see ya.